Good afternoon, Morning. good evening, wherever you at. Uh, welcome to the first of many installments of Not Your Typical Booty Scratchers. I am Abdullah. My name is Peter. Um, and nice to meet you, and thank you for tuning in. Um, I think right now, I think we'll just take the time to just introduce ourselves, tell you a little bit more about who we are, um, what got us started with this, and what we plan on, you know, doing with with not your typical booty scratchers. Um, so yeah, I think first and foremost, just give you some insight into like the name, uh, not your typical booty scratchers, because it may talk catch you it. off guard. Talk about it. Talk uh, about it. This is my big brother, you know, somebody I've been around since I was probably like the age of seven. And he taught me a lot from like life to fashion to a business and just how to how to be a, a mature like individual in the world. And we decided to come together and do this podcast and kind of talk about the real. You know, I think everybody, you know, wants to glorify like the struggle or glorify like what life is and not really talk about what they go through and the obstacles that they face and that you know we do face problems on a day in and day out basis but like we've had the benefit of experiencing the best of both worlds like we're both African American individuals our parents are from Africa uh, we had the opportunities to go to some of the best, you know, schools in the country from, you know, grade school to high school to college. And we just wanted to find an opportunity to, like, put all of that together and just talk about, you know, our experiences, talk about the real and bring people in to help, you know, with that. You know, is there anything you want to touch on, big bro? Man, uh, Dooley is like uh, my twin, basically. Uh, known him kind of since I was young. And uh, really intelligent, always, I would say, more mature than his age. So Dooley was the kind of dude that kicked it with people that's older than him all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because you just had a, a old soul. And when a, a lot of people know that you're smart, you know what I'm saying, you tend to put yourself in groups that are probably wiser than you, you know, because you're just trying to pick up game. But uh, I think um, – with the name of this podcast and this podcast in general, just to kind of echo off of what he said, um, we just want to talk about the real. We're two um, African-American kids who kind of have a little bit of mixed culture. So we kind of have our African roots and then we kind of have our Chicago uh, American roots as well. So just kind of blending both and just kind of seeing a different perspective uh, with different topics and um, just kind of how our lives have unfolded, kind of balancing our two uh, culture clashes. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it on my end, man. Well said, well said. So, yeah, just a little bit more insight about me. Um, like I said, I'm Abdullah Conte. Everybody calls me Dooley. Um, 26, 27-year-old young man um, from the Chicagoland area, born and raised. Uh, my family's from Gambia. A small country in West Africa, about one and a half million people. Um, and I say, like, my Gambian roots has kind of, like, built the foundation for who I am today as a person. And then that on top of the fact of, like, being born and raised in Chicago, you know, you kind of have to embrace this work hard, tough mentality. And that's, like, really who I am as a person. I think my entire life I've just really been trying to showcase my abilities and be the best person that I can possibly be. Um, I went ahead about four years ago and started a, you know, a digital marketing platform based around fashion, um, really just trying to key in on 
minority fashion designers, uh, creatives, like models within the fashion space and showcase to the world like, you know, we have the sauce. We have all the sauce that, you know, we don't need to go to the Gucci's, the Ralph Lauren's, mm -hmm. the Louis Vuitton's of the world because we have people in our community, you know, who are putting out the same, if not better quality, you know, materials and content. They just don't have the resources and, and the means to promote themselves. And that's where, you know, I came in with Sincerely Richard um, about four years ago. Um, and aside from that, you know, I'm really big into the digital marketing space. Uh, graduated um, 2016 with my undergrad degree in marketing uh recently finished up a master's degree in integrated marketing so uh, i have a goal of being one of the best digital marketers out there so just really here to you know add to the world and figure out what i could you know do to advance it well i'm not as cool as really <laughs> uh so basically my name is peter adjaman i'm uh ghanaian american um as a youth i spent probably i was born here but as a youth i spent uh my i think years of two or between two and seven in ghana i uh, came back to chicago and basically my whole identity is rooted in the city um i am a mechanical engineer by degree um so i've held jobs in construction now i'm kind of doing more underground utility work um again i'm not as cool as dooley but <laughs> All of Dooley's interests are basically my interests as well. Um, super into fashion. I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. And not just the aesthetic of sneakers, but kind of the design of sneakers. So my kind of engineering background um, tied in with kind of how product is designed. So like why are shoes designed the way they are for certain athletes? You know, not every shoe mold is the same. You know, LeBron shoes might be a little heavier might be a little lighter than Kobe's, whose are low tops and a little lighter. So things things like that catch my interest. Uh, super hip hop head, I love hip hop, I love boom bap. Um, trying to get more into the R&B bag. Um, but yeah, I'm here to support my brother in his endeavors. He has a sauce, He, I think he's a, a great visionary. And the thing I really appreciate about uh, Abdullah is that um, a lot of people have a lot of dreams that they're shooting for. You know, and he's really like applying it, you know, it's a lot of your homies that probably tell you like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. But he's somebody I've seen in action kind of put shows together, um, kind of like you said, he created his own platform, you know, um, he prints shirts and all that kind of stuff. So he's really uh, super in tune with his creative, which I appreciate. And I'm here to support my brother. Um, I eventually want to dive into something like that. But for me right now, it's baby steps with all the. The, the nine to five stuff we got going on. So I'm definitely trying to work my way there. Man, appreciate those kind words. But like, like you opened up with, man, I've been around older people my entire life. So I had the opportunity to, you know, soak in all the ideas that you guys had and everything you guys talked about. And I think right now it's just my turn to like actually yes, implement sir. and execute on them. Um, because like at the end of the day, it's our dream. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had the same core group of friends in my life since i was a kid you know what i'm saying like so i think at the end of the day we all have the same visions we all have the same goals and we all play our role you know it's like a team at the end of the day sure. not everybody is a superstar but everybody plays a role and that's just how i look at life as a whole you just got to play your part you know so that's once right. again appreciate it you helped me build this foundation and right now we about to get a world what they need what that's they've been right. missing out on yes, so sir. appreciate yes, it sir.
Cool. Um, so I think we could just hop into this, you know, first segment of the day. Um, for the last year, man, we've been locked down um, with quarantine, with coronavirus, and it doesn't look like anything is getting prettier anytime soon. So I think we just take this time to just talk about how we've been feeling over the last year. This should have been trash. I'm going to just be <laughs> it. Um, this year, this coronavirus thing, number one, is just, it's crazy, like, I've forgotten what regular people look like. You know what I'm saying? Somebody take off a mask and I'm like, oh shit, like I forgot you had a mouth. Like it's like a whole yeah. a whole personality thing. But uh for good reason we're wearing them. Um so initially when they kicked off, uh I was definitely at work and a bunch of people were getting sick at the time, you know what I'm saying? And you know, we kind of brush it off as as like a, a cold that was getting around. But once they started sending people home and people working home for months at a time and I'm stepping out, I'm seeing people with masks and Lori's like, yo, uh, you can't buy liquor past nine o'clock. And, you know, all these little rules and stuff like that, I kind of knew something was something was different. And um, it's a terrible, terrible uh, virus. Um, you know, rest in peace, to all the people who, you know, we've lost due to it you know it's a very serious thing i don't want to make it like a light topic you know it's it's a real thing it's a real thing that's happening i know a bunch of us kind of at least the healthy people kind of have been maneuvering throughout the world like you know it's not gonna affect me blah 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 but you look at stories like car anthony towns who plays for the minnesota timberwolves yeah. um you know he lost his mother and father and he recently i want to say about a day ago yeah. Um, just, te yeah, tested positive for coronavirus. So it's a real thing. Um, it might not affect you, but think about, you know, people who have pre-existing conditions or people who are susceptible to that kind of stuff. Um, I would just advise you to be safe. And yeah, coronavirus, man, it, it ruined my year, man. I'm not going to lie to you. So what, what you think, bro? How did it hit you? Honestly, I think... I'm one of those people who take it, like, super, super serious. Like, I'm not trying to be around people. Like, I just... Dude, one, he, because he of my, lying, by the way. <laughs> this nigga lying. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, because of my own... Per like, I got asthma. So, it, some or, people may not think it's, like, that serious. But, one, I don't want to play with it. Two, like, my facts. parents are a little bit older and I still go see them. So, I'm not trying to mess around with this at all. Yep. And, originally, it started... Like, it took a toll on me mentally, like... I already don't like to do much. I'd rather just like sit in the crib and work on something or like go out when I have to. But just knowing that you can't do anything and you Word. don't really have those choices has kind of just put a mental constraint on me. Like, damn, you know, so one on the positive side, like I was looking forward to this vaccine because it at least like getting it at least puts me in the mind frame of, okay, now I have more choices and I have more options. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, it's also like, all right, I've seen historically, you know, what vaccines have done to like minorities and people of color and how mm. like they strategically try to mess with us and ruin our lives. So like it's like, test dang, subjects, basically. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, do yeah. I really even want to do that? But then you just think about the fact that 370,000 people have passed from this. You facts, know what I mean? Facts, so it's facts. like, what do you really want to do? Um, or how do you go about like getting back to normal life or whatever that 
that actually means. So let me let me ask you this: How do you feel about the vaccine in general? Is it is it something that because I I have friends who I won't name, but I have friends who are in the medical industry. One or two of them actually just got shots. And uh, one of them you definitely know. Oh, yeah. uh, she told me that she got uh, cold chills and body aches. And I'm like, nah, bro. Um, <laughs> give me some orange juice, my nigga. I'm, I'm cool. How do, you, how do you feel about the whole... Are you going to take it? Do you think you might take it? How, or what's your overall thought about the... The vaccine. I think I'm we got give the you Pfizer answer, out there. And I'm going to need your answer immediately damn, after. Damn, damn. You wasn't but, supposed to ask me that. <laughs> but to be honest, bro, like, I've never gotten, like, any of those vaccines aside from the ones that you need for school, like, to be able to yeah, get around your facts, peers. facts, facts, so, facts. So, uh, off bat, I was like, nah, I'm not about to get this vaccine. But then, like, after having conversations with some fobs, like my dad and people, and they <laughs> was just like, crazy. you know, like, <laughs> they was just like, America is the only place that really looks down upon, you know, vaccines. Like you go overseas and they're all immediately getting vaccines because, you know, it's like the norm to stay safe. So mm -hmm. with that thought in my mind, I'm like, all right, you know, this can probably help my longevity of life so let me think about it facts, but facts. on the other side i'm hearing you know side effects like that cold chills what? I'm sleepy you got to get what? it in two doses so i'm like you know what i may have to chill out on this but if it got, if it comes down to messing with my money and like i can't go to work because i don't have the vaccine i'm, I'm gonna just have to fold you like unfortunately uh, i feel you i was thinking about that too uh I feel like it's going to hit the point where your job is going to come up to you and be like, yo, we need you in the office. Are you going to take this take vaccine? Care. And then it's like uh, my salary or my health. Mm -hmm. You know, you really don't have too much or too many options. Like you need to eat. You got to pay your bills. You yep. got to take care of yourself and your family. So <sighs> I ahead, think it's, it's, it's interesting, too, though, because they say when you have the vaccine or when you get it, you're still able to have right. the virus, but you just won't, like, die. You know what I'm saying? You won't okay. get the extreme symptoms, and you can still spread it. So it's essentially like they're forcing everybody to get this vaccine one way or another um, because if you don't have it, you're more liable or at risk to actually, like, pass away. So that 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 just makes me think, like, why the fuck are we even taking this shit in the first place? Like, I... Like... Like, to your point about, you know, shout out to our parents, the fobs, all the, you know what I'm saying, all the the, the real Africans, you yeah. know. We all know Africans that got that same shot that in shot, the arm, right, you know right. what I'm saying? A bullet hole in their You're really not a foreigner if you don't have that shot in your arm. That's a fact. Um, but yeah, you know, for people like my parents, like uh, my mom especially, you know, my mom is uh, turning 70 this year. I love you, ma. Um, you know, for people like her that go grocery shopping all the time. Mm -hmm. um, she's retired, so she, her life basically revolves around, like, tasks. So, like, grocery shopping or going, you know, moving around. Um, for people like my mom, I'm concerned because, you know, she's of old age. I really don't know how this is going to affect her. Um, but I want her to be healthy, and I want her to not be susceptible to, to yep. catching a virus. So it's a... It's a catch twenty two. I feel like my homies that have taken the vaccine, um, once they kind of give me the thumbs up, once they get the second dose and everything's a one and they make it through, then I'll be like, all right, I'll do it. But yeah, I'm if I'm iffy on it, G. I don't, I don't know. I'm I don't super know. iffy on it too, man. But it's just 
right now we seeing cases keep going up and going up crazy and, up. and it's, going a full, crazy. it's a full year after you yeah. know what i'm saying and it's like i think me and you had this conversation earlier bro like i have a a, a client through you know my job mm-hmm. she's overseas she works in australia and she mentioned that you know over the holidays that australia was thinking about going back into a countrywide lockdown again because the cases were increasing. And I asked her, like, yo, how many cases did you guys increase by? And she was like, 30. You know, so it's like mm. we're seeing other countries, you know, who have been, you know, bent this curve and actually slowed stuff down because they're being way more proactive. Um, yep, and, you know, yep. they're not even having to result to things like vaccines. But the community has come together and said, hey, you know, we have to be the ones to change it. it I just feel like here in America, like, we don't have that same mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, quote unquote, a democracy and people have too many opinions and choices right now. Everybody where, for self, basically. Know, exactly. Yeah. You know, my pops went to the gas station yesterday, forgot his mask, went back into the car to grab it. The woman, uh, the cashier was like, oh, you don't even need to go do that. We don't care about masking here. So, you know, it's like different mandates across the state. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's just crazy. It, so. get, it get tricky. I agree with that. Um, it's just, it's a weird game to play. Some people take it serious. Some people don't. I was just yeah. telling you about, you know, going to the gym and hooping and playing Vs and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? Some people wear masks. Some mm-hmm. people don't. Some people take it serious. Some people don't. And um, I have a friend. Uh, her name is Christina. She lives in Spain. And initially when this shit kicked off, mm-hmm. they shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. Like you you couldn't I think they had curfews and everything. So um basically she was on lockdown most of the day working from home. And now in Spain, and I think they were giving out tickets too. I could be wrong, but they were giving out tickets. Um, but you know, they definitely were able to beat that that mm-hmm. that peak, that curve, and now shit kind of mellowed out. Here it's like Atlanta is fucking man. It's going yeah, Atlanta (laughs) going crazy. Motherfuckers flying places. Uh, I think Vegas is open, and it's just like you having fifty states and each fucking uh, governor and uh, mayor making decisions for those respective places. It's like we're just not on one accord. So you never know what you're gonna get. And all I can say is, you know, just. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. It's a real thing. I want that to 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 be the main part of this. It's a real thing. So, yeah, like just to to close on that, man. Do what you got to do to protect you and yours. Wash your hands. You know, as long as y'all doing it as a unit and everybody staying safe, man, and safe as could be. Just just do what you got to do. Facts. 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 So, man, what we got for this next segment? What are we gonna talk to the people about? Uh, so something near and dear to my heart, uh, that really kind of, for lack of a better word, fucked up my year big time aside from uh, coronavirus where, uh, the respective cases of George Floyd and Breonna mm. Taylor. Mm. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday, man, just, it's so etched in my mind, like, in Chicago, just kind of like the looting that happened and the marches and protests. And it's just a lot. So I'm, I'm going to let you kick it off, man. What 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 uh what stood out to you kind of with their two um, cases uh, in 2020? It's a deep. Think, take your time, bro, because it should deep. Man. Yeah, it's, it's deep. It's sad. But I think the best word to describe it all is like reality 
Mm. You know, like 400 years and that's being generous, you know, by just saying yeah. 400 years of the same cycle of oppression. You could generalize it as just oppression from systemic oppression, from like, you know, our own oppression amongst each other. Like That's a big one. Yep. It's, 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 just, it's just sad that as a, a black person, we deal with so much like just negative energy. You know, and yeah, we do our part in creating that negative energy. I'm never going to like not hold us accountable. For sure. But like yeah. outside looking in, it's like we're mice, like we're little roaches on the ground who, you know, just step on them real quick. He'll be good and like just sweep it up, you know, mm-hmm. like and 2020, I'm, I mean, I'm glad social media is around right now to like magnify the cases of police brutality like the karens out here in the world but i think we have to be like the change we want to see because they're not gonna give us shit these white folk they're not gonna give us nothing not at all you know and i have white friends i have white counterparts there's nothing against y'all but it's like i don't trust y'all i don't fuck with y'all outside of how i have to fuck with you Mm. because at the end of the day you're it's it's inherent for you to like feel like I'm a threat, to feel like I'm a bad person, all based off what you see in the media, all based off what mama, grandma, granddaddy done told you, mm-hmm. what you listen to in the, in, in the music, you know, like, but you never took, you never took or take the time to actually get to know me, mm-hmm. you know, you use what I tell you and, and form a judgment based off that. Not even what I tell you, what you see and what you assume and form a judgment off that. So, like, this George Floyd and Breonna Taylor situation, the two of, of many, it was right. saddening and it wasn't surprising, like, these end results that, you know, these officers get. So I just think uh, let's have more black officers who actually understand our communities and, you know, let them run through the neighborhoods. I think that'd be better, but that ain't never going to happen. It's about the, you know, the tax dollars. So. Right, right, right. I, uh, man, this, this, honestly, I could say like probably it's been a couple of times in my life that the word depression probably played a role or I can identify certain times in my life where, you know, I went through depression and definitely once I seen the video of George Floyd, bro, it killed me. Like, it's just like you feel helpless it's like you're helpless and then uh, the the people the the thing for me that that hurts me the most is people that deny mm-hmm. black oppression yep. in the united states i hate black people who deny like black oppression yeah that's man that's a whole man that's a whole another that's a whole another thing but um it's just kind of like you know, it's such a real thing. And this is what I always tell people who aren't black. Like you said, you got white homies. I got white homies. I got Latino homies, people mm-hmm. from all Asian, people from all different backgrounds. And one thing I always say is like, all of your black friends have at least one story that they can definitely identify where they felt profiled in yep. some kind of way. Everybody in this room right now, I'm sure I can ask, you know, when did this happen? Or tell me a story. And everybody has a story that pops up. 
I've been targeted. I've been pulled out of cars before. I'm sure you probably been oh, through stuff. Through, yeah, through, starting at the age of eleven, dog. You know what you I'm saying? Me? Crazy, shorties, bro. bro. Crazy, you know? crazy, crazy shit. Crazy shit. And it's just like people. People are so blinded at because their world just doesn't coincide with ours. Yep. It's like a whole different plane and planet they're living on and they don't want to reach down they don't want to look down and see like okay damn shit's fucked up let me let me understand but i do want to say shout out to like the real allies the people that showed out in uh, record numbers this year people who voted uh, people who marched and protested um but to george floyd and brianna taylor like um you know the media is a, is a motherfucker man and Something that they try to do is they kind of take the humanness or humaneness out of people. Like, oh, yeah. So they, they painted this picture of George Floyd, you know, bringing up his past yep. criminal record and him being under the influence of drugs, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, this is a white police officer who you who's supposed to serve and protect. And you see him having his knee on a black man's neck on camera with people <laughs> recording this man, bro. And and the, and the crazy thing is, uh, I think his name is Chauvin or whatever, mm-hmm. knew George Floyd. Yep, because you know they worked saying? together or whatever. Knew yeah. this man, bro. Knew this man. And for you to... to, to It's a sickness, bro. Bro, it's that's like... A, that's a sickness, dog. It's, 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 it's a real thing. And it's just like, it hurt me so bad. And I, it's so triggering for me to see black people get hurt or killed on camera. When I see, like, back to even, like, the World Star shit, like, at one point in time as a kid, I'm like, ooh, World Star, World Star. But as I got older, I'm like, yo, this shit is trash. It's like traumatizing, Yeah, too, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we have all this social media. We have retweets, uh, fucking YouTube, Facebook. So all this stuff is constantly in your face every day, every day, every day. With, like, Amar Arbery and yep. stuff like that. Like, seeing that video, it's just all type of shit. And to Brianna Taylor, man, I got a sister um, who's my best friend in the world. Hannah, I love you. And I just, when I think about Brianna Taylor, I just think about my sister. Like, you know, that could have been my sister. That could have been my sister just finished work and mm-hmm. sleeping and motherfuckers kicking the door. And you get a phone call saying that she's dead. Like, how do you, how do you process that? How? How do you, how do you... Dead at the hands of people who's supposed to protect her at that. You know what I'm uh, saying? Could you imagine, like, bro, imagine uh, hearing a story like, Jay-Z just got killed by 30-year um, security guard. You know, like, how, yeah, bro? This is the man he with every bro. day that's supposed to be protecting him. You know, we could technically say the police be out here backdooring people. That's you know a fact, I'm boy. I they believe be out here backdooring the community, dog. I and believe that, shit that crazy. Shit. I believe that shit 100%. That, that, that shit is crazy. They supposed to serve and protect us. Our tax dollars... That is supposed to be protecting us. Pay your yeah, salaries. They, they and out here, and shit. you know, trying to meet quotas. Facts. You know, giving out tickets unnecessarily. They out here killing, arresting Profiling. the youth. You know what I'm like? This, this, and like I think on this on this topic, bro. I think a lot of people have like the um what is what is that phrase? Defund the police. I think they have it misconstrued. Like for it doesn't sure, necessarily sure. mean you know take the money away from them and all that. It just means bringing about reform. You know what I mean? Like actually allocate money towards things that are going to better our people, better our community. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean like yo t- uh you know remove five hundred police officers, which unfortunately Lori and them just did. Um, but it's like. 
we have to do something to change. You know what I mean? Like, I it it puts me in a sad place, bro. It puts me in places where I just rant because it's a thousand and one ideas that go on in my head about how things could have been handled differently. But it's like they didn't think they didn't take the time to think about how they could have done it differently. They just went with their initial response or reaction. And I'm the opposite of that, bro. I feel like, you know, you can rant, but when I see this shit, bro, I can't talk. Yeah. I can't talk because it, it hurts me, bro. It, it hurts me because when you, like I said, when you've been through some shit like this, like you don't have police officers put their hands on you and shit. Your homies got stories about that. And then just to see it come to fruition mm -hmm. on camera, bro, it just... It's just like, damn, what more can I say? You know right. what I'm saying? It's just, we see this shit. And something, this is completely random, but it's just like uh, something that I saw on Twitter that's an old Vince Staples interview I think he did on Hot 97. That man's a, a wizard, though. Yeah, he is, He's he is, he is. And he got bars, too. Yeah. Um, Vince was yeah. talking about how we, we sell black trauma, like how big black trauma is. And and I'm I'm tired of that narrative, man, like... All our movies got something to do with, you know, the struggle. Yeah. And of course, the struggle probably made every black person who they are. Like we all we all been through some shit. But we need to start celebrating. We need to start having more stories about black excellence. Yep. You know, like Django is cool. Django is a great movie. I love Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is my dude. You know what I'm saying? He, he's probably somebody I looked up to since I was a kid. Great actor, great movie. But we need more film and more media that's like, let's celebrate these people. Even seeing the um, the, uh, the Michael Jordan doc, uh, Thanks, The Last Dance. Dance. Yeah, just seeing a, a black man who literally yep. was the most famous person on the planet Earth. We need more media highlighting that. They are scared. Talk about it, bro. When, when just think about it. It's like, what is it? Uh, fight or flight. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? When you get when you get scared or like when you get uncomfortable, you're either going to embrace that like level of uncomfort or you're going to do something to get out of that, you know, level Thanks. of uncomfort, discomfort. Mm -hmm. White people, I'm generalizing once again. They run away from from conflict. They try and find a way to make you feel uh, inferior so that they can feel better about them. I truly believe that they're animals. You know, like <laughs> like like they're savages, dog. Like you know the show, like the Netflix show, Raising Dion. How like a grown ass <laughs> white man wanted to suck the blood out of a shorty, bro, a black shorty, because he was powerful. I truly believe that the white man, <laughs> like the white person, bro. They suck everything out of us, G. Yeah, that's a like, fact. You know what I'm saying? They try and take every power that we possibly have because they don't have shit, bro. If they don't have sun, they turn pale. Facts. Huh? Facts. Like, Facts. What, hu like, Facts. what human has... A, like, how do you have an adverse reaction to sunlight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, you're hate Like, so, I don't know, man. Like, like, like you said, bro, we have to create our own narratives... We have to do what we can for ourselves because nobody else is going to do anything for us. And I, I just want to say this, too. Um, so shout out to my homeboy, Punchy. Uh, we went to the March on Washington and uh, organized by Reverend Al Sharpton in, uh, in D.C. And the families of uh, Brianna and George Floyd went up there and, and talked. 
and spoke and you know the the support was crazy mm. like the people because we took what we took uh we took amtrak from new york we flew we flew to new york took amtrak from new york to dc and just on that Amtrak, bro, all the black people that was on there, bro, getting off the Amtrak, everybody that went out there to to, mm -hmm. to watch uh, Al Sharpton and the families um, of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor speak. It was so powerful just seeing that many people come together for one cause. And I, and I just thought, I'm like, you know, when Breonna Taylor, I believe her, her sister went up there uh, and spoke and she couldn't get through her speech yep. because I, I just I put myself in her shoes. If if somebody I love died and I'm standing on a podium and there's thousands of people, people bro, yep, you know, yep. that's so crazy. Like, I don't know you from a can of paint, but it's a thousand motherfuckers out here just like, you know, what I'm saying in support of me and my sister and who I lost. Um, it was a beautiful thing to see, man. I Honestly, I'll probably say like top five most powerful moments of my life um i'm glad you got to experience yeah that, i am huge. too bro that's because huge. that that was some real shit like i you know granted there were a bunch of protests and marches here that i chose not to go to due to the corona shit but my homeboy put it on the table he was like yo this is happening i didn't even think twice about you it bro. To. i'm like sign me up uh book my ticket that same week and um it's just a, a beautiful thing so rest in peace george floyd Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. We love y'all. Um, we're still here fighting the good fight for you guys. So, yeah. Let's be the change we want to see, man. Amen. Amen. Man, so this next segment, uh, just to close out the year 2020, uh, it was a lot, a lot that happened. Um, we lost a lot of good people. Um, I think we just wanted to take this time and just talk about like the effect of losing you know some of these mainstream people some you know close people like how did that how did 2020 affect you i know kobe you know that's that's our man so i'm gonna start there that bro. was a, a week before my birthday so i already know yeah that shit was yeah Ooh, man bro I'm, I'm gonna say this man just i'm gonna keep it brief uh you know being raised being raised in Chicago, everybody hoop. Like if you don't hoop, you a bum to me. Facts. Like, Facts. It's, it's, it's everybody. Even even a even a weak motherfuckers could play. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Kobe was the reason for me at least that I fell in love with basketball because mm -hmm. basketball was around and I'll play and go to the boys and girls club and shit and, and play. But like to really love the game, yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're running a fucking WGN to watch the games and shit when they're on TV. Like, he was a big reason why, as a kid, I'm like, T-Mac too. Like, yo, I feel like I want to make it to the NBA or, you know, they were really inspirational. And, you know, Kobe wasn't perfect. Kobe wasn't a perfect dude. Kobe made mistakes. But I think the biggest thing I took from Kobe Bryant was, despite the mistakes, he became a better man and he, he changed his life. Like he became a, a girl dad, you know, he fought for, uh, women, women in sports. Um, you know, he did a lot of things with books and publishing and helping the youth, um, starting camps for women and all that. So, um, Kobe, man, is, it was a big blow. I felt the same way when Nipsey died. Facts. Uh, 
it's just one of those like superheroes like you know i never expected for this to happen and um rest in peace to kobe bean yeah man i think uh like you say, I think you hit it and on the head. And Gianna, man. too. I'm sorry. Gianna, yeah. as well. And everybody else that was on that uh, helicopter, as well. Facts, man. I just echo and second everything you said about the Kobe, about Kobe. And I just think we lost a lot of promising, you know, newcomers and, and possible stars, you know, mm-hmm. like Pop Smoke. Um, we lost Kobe from doing something he does every day. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Trebek, like, you know, mm-hmm. shows that we all watched growing up when you don't have cable and all of that, you know, oh, so yeah, 2020 <laughs> was a, a very eye-opening year. Um, 2021 has started out as like part two of 2020. Um, Facts. We'll get right into that <laughs> soon. You yeah. know, um, but like you said, man, rest in peace to everybody that we did lost, uh, lose rather. Um, take what you can from them. Uh from their from their experiences and just try and be as good as you can be and be the best person you could possibly be. So. Yep, agree, agree. Um, sweet. Jump into this next one. Yeah, man. Um, present day. I think this last segment uh, right now is just talking about where we at right now. Like I just said, twenty twenty one has started out like twenty twenty part two. <laughs> um, but. Yep. We're what three week, two weeks into this year, and I think Wednesday. What was the date that these idiots stormed? January, I believe the sixth. I want to say the sixth or the seventh. One of one of those two. Yeah. We had <laughs> radicalist, nationalist, Trumpist. I mean, we've known this story of two Americas. For 400 plus years Mm. um and it's nothing new won't and and it it won't change i just think it's sick how they have this elitist mentality i also think it was bound to happen because we had a man in office who for the last six years has tried to create a large divide amongst our people um, mm. and our people being Americans, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're red or blue, this man has created a divide against white. So it's white people against anything brown or black, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're Asian, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're black, this, you know, Trump has basically said, we don't like you guys and we're going to do everything in our power to get you out of here. So mm-hmm. I just think he built that, um, it's about time all these damn social media sites started to ban him, but that ain't going to do nothing because he went on the podium the next day and said, I didn't incite these riots, but what they did was right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, so it's like, right. it's it's not surprising. America is what it is. Uh, unfortunately, I was born and raised here, so I got to do it. I can. rock with it, man. <laughs> but I did get that dual it. citizenship last year. So <laughs> <laughs> if I got to get up out of here, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not mad at you at all, Brody. I'm me? not mad at you at all. I uh, When this shit happened, I think the first thing, and we spoke about this, the first thing that popped in my mind was... Uh, White privilege. White privilege is a real, a real motherfucking thing. thing. Like, let some black people walk up in the in the Capitol building and try to try to get into the Congress uh, woman's office yeah. or you know saying Congress chambers and shit like that. That should be on fire in the news. It'd be like an insurrection. Like motherfuckers is basically trying to. 
I don't know, revolt almost. You Thanks. know what I'm saying? And 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 just kind of, I think it's hilarious now that all these white people that went are getting caught. Motherfuckers <laughs> getting snatched off flights now. People, uh, they catch you at your homes now. It's been a couple people in Chicago that they found people out in the suburbs and all that. Yeah. Um, I just think as a whole, I just think as a whole, the president or the former president of the United States um isn't a good leader i don't remember hold on this was his first job this man's first job as a 70 year old person who was the president of the united states that says everything we we fucked up (laughs) letting him in there in the first place you know what i mean and that and that's why i'm glad i'm kind of glad he became president in, in in that sense because now we can't fuck around with voting no more this ain't no game to let niggas like trump or you know uh, Kanye type of nigga try to get in there like this ain't the time for that this is not a game like Facts. these are real lies people going through real things so we can't have celebrities kind of jump in and feel like um, they could be president because it to me being being a president to me is like okay you have red you have blue you have white you have black you have you know you deal with a lot this is probably as they say the most powerful nation in the world but as president, you have to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You can't be a leader if in your own backyard shit is fucked up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you how can you expect for the country to to rally behind you when you're creating all this divisiveness? Like, you're calling uh, third world countries shithole countries. Um, you're talking about African Americans, um, high poverty rates on, on live TV. Like, that's not the qual or the characteristics of a good leader. Hell. Even even uh, the bushes of the worlds, like mm-hmm. I could I couldn't even I can't remember like racism so blatant. It wasn't like that. you know to something you brought up earlier, like roaches. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like the big roach. Like yeah. all the little roaches, you turn on the lights, motherfuckers scatter. He's the one where you turn on the light, he's still there. He's still there. So now all these little motherfuckers is coming out and they rallying around him and. People who once were quiet about being, um, I guess you could say, uh, prejudiced or racist, now kind of feel emboldened. Now they're like, okay, shit, if you don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck either. Shit, I'm going to say the N-word what I want to. I'm going to, nah, bro, this ain't, don't let that nigga gas you up. This ain't the, this ain't a a new day where you can act out of character. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is still, you're dealing with real people. When he's out of there, like these, we're still here, yep. and we gonna remember all the yeah. bullshit you were saying. So yeah. it's just it's 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 a it's a heavy thing, man. I think to piggyback off what you said, bro, the biggest thing for me with the past year, and then like even this guy's presidency as a whole is Trump really exposed America for what it truly is. Mm. We're not a real democracy. Mm. You know what I'm saying. We aren't top tier when it comes to like education, medicine, and all of that. Mm, yeah. and, mo- and more importantly, we Great put the point. dollar over the people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we're a super capitalist country that will let 370 thousand people die and hold some vaccines in in a chamber. You know what I'm saying? Until what they want to happen happens. Mm. So it's like talk about this, it, man. This this place right here, bro. Like we had to have. You know, Cuba's already been renowned, like known and renowned for their medicine and their doctors. But the fact that when this this 
COVID first came about, we had to have doctors from Cuba come to America. Shit where, crazy. You know, students are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, dog, mm-hmm. to go to Johns Hopkins and to go study at Rush. But, like, we can't even solve a, a virus. Like, we can't even locate where it came. But we have a man standing at a podium calling it the China virus. You know what I mean? Like we're we're a joke. Grow if, up, nigga. That's exactly, that's just grow exactly. the fuck up. If we nigga, want to like. be real, dog, we are a we are a joke, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's crazy. Like I never in my life want to he- hear any of my friends tell me like you're from Africa, like you guys are. It's like full of dictators, and you guys don't have anything about. Like, do you mm-hmm. not see what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys not like? So I think uh, present day, bro, like you said, we're not going to forget those people and their comments that they made while this man was in office. But I think we just have to focus on the bigger purpose and the bigger cause, which is like creating generational wealth, you know, and actually helping out our our communities and putting resources in there, um, you know. Like we was talking about before we started filming. It's crazy that when you go to a food for less... In the hood, them prices is spiked. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm they understand that almost out, everybody is on yeah. government assistance. Right. Like stuff like that is crazy. So we have to be the ones to put and funnel monies into our communities, you know, and actually try and help. Cause I said it, I've been saying it time and time again today, bro. They're not gonna help us with shit. Right. Uh, I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. And I, I just wanna make this point too, like you know, there were some lives lost when uh, the Capitol was stormed. And I see on Twitter, like, people making jokes about the lady who got shot in the neck and all that shit. That shit I was not one cool. of them. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that shit not cool to me because it's like nobody deserves to go out that way. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Republican, like, that's a, that's a, that's a tough way to go out. And it, what makes it even worse is that you're dying behind somebody that you rallied for. You know what I'm saying? And that's just not a good leader. Like not at all. he's not sending you it's not like you're he's sending you out to war to defend the country. This motherfucker is emboldening y'all to storm the capital to cause a ruckus and boom, now you're dead. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just the 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 idiocracy of it all is just absurd to me. And you know, rest in peace to the people who did pass away um, there. You know, I don't see color in that situation. I don't see political affiliations. I see human beings. That's a fact. Um, no one for a fucking president, unless you're in the army, should be dying for, for some dumb shit like that. So um, I wanted to ask you, too, uh, just kind of with the whole present day topic, um, just being here in Chicago. <laughs> How, um, you know, with coronavirus and kind of the whole uh, political spectrum, how do you feel like things are being handled in Chicago, just abroad? You know, we have Lori and we have uh, my man, JP. So how do you feel about, or JB, how do you feel about? Yo, so I'm actually like, I think Lori Lightfoot is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga dually, bro. If I'll be completely honest, I I think she's a joke. I think she's like, you know, um, in the shy, how they had what's shorty name? Uh, That's my show. Uh, Uh, They had her play Lena, Lena, yeah, Lena Waif. They had her play like the female mayor, but she was like the joke. You know, she was paying the church guys to like help. Yeah, trying to finesse the votes. Yeah, I personally feel like Lori Lightfoot was sent (laughs) sent here, dog, by like the like the white people and you know to 
to kind of be this image of like diversity you know mm. um but i honestly believe that she does not have the best interests of the people um in her in her heart or in her mind mm-hmm. um since january 4th i think there's been like 12 schools or 15 schools that have had increased cases of the um the virus and mm. she's still opting to like try this halfway program and you know some students go i just think that that's stupid you know like you have old <laughs> teachers you know yeah, who are, put, yeah, you know, who are being put the, at yeah. risk you have family like kids have to go home to their people you know and like you're you're just putting a whole bunch of people at risk but at at the same time bro i also get it because kids is failing dog yeah you know what i mean like i couldn't imagine like, <laughs> like being in the crib and trying to get your kid to, to stay in front of a computer when they're used to you know being around their friends and that's that's tough that's yeah tough. so i don't know man and I also don't feel like her and J.B. Prisker have been on the same page at all. I feel like mm, she... Agreed. He cares more about, like, the betterment and trying to, like, actually bend this curve. Mm-hmm. Where she just trying to think about these bucks. Like, so, I don't know, man. We're in a very interesting place right now. Um, you know, one day our cases goes down. The next day our cases go up. Um, I think we have entirely too many people here who want to run their like live by their own rules so it's going to mm-hmm. be harder to like bend the curve here but i'm just living man trying to do what i can <laughs> i'm a, um, I'm gonna I'm say this about chicago man and you know there's two different chicago's like it's if you go out of certain places bro you would be surprised you would think coronavirus did not exist thanks. dog like i I've, I've seen it with my own eyes like shit is crazy shit is crazy but to to the Lori Lightfoot point, I want to cut her some slack because Man. she's not perfect, but Chicago is a is a tough place, bro. This ain't this ain't a yo rural town of Iowa. This is Chicago. Like one, you're black. Two, you're a woman. Three, your sexual orientation is not what most people yeah. kind of fall in line with, right? You're dealing with coronavirus so now there's like a fucking a budget shortfall money is not circulating now like shit done dried up you're dealing with looters you're dealing with gangs you're dealing with uh the president who's talking about sending people through because you're not doing a good job and i want to send a national guard because chicago blah 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 you're dealing with shootings you're dealing with now you guys probably seen carjackings have jumped up twice as many now like it's it's so much for one woman and her team like it's it's a lot and a a lot of motherfuckers i can honestly say will crumble Mm -hmm. so i give her props for at least making it this far yeah it's not perfect yeah the way she maneuvers around or what cpd is terrible when CPD was trying to break up a bunch of the uh, marches and uh, protests and stuff like that, um, they basically were fighting the people. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've seen uh, videos. Of, <laughs> sure, he's getting police yeah, dragged. Yeah, night sticks and all yeah. type of shit. So um, that's not perfect, but I do want to at least give her some props because we've had a lot of shitty uh, 
um, legislators in the state. Um, you know, our history hasn't been the greatest with that, but she she's doing okay. She's not perfect. I think anybody who would have took the job when she took it and then yo ass gets smacked by Corona, she probably thought shit would be would be yeah. smooth sailing. She probably thought, okay, um, oh, I'll, you know, I'm the first uh, black woman mayor of the city of Chicago. Everybody was rallying behind her. Then this pandemic hit and it's like motherfuckers, yep, it's yeah, shit work. got real. You know what I'm saying? So I want to at least bigger up in that regard because i know it's a tough job um when it comes to cps in the schools i know a couple of cps teachers and they're trying to do like the hybrid learning like half and half um you know i know this about kids because i've worked with kids in the past for a couple of years i got nephews that are basically you know wipe their asses <laughs> and shit like that Kids spread germs, man. Quick and easy. Kids spread germs. Kids sneeze in their hands and dap you up. Kids sneeze in their hands and give you hugs. Kids bring shit back from school. Kids share food and straws. And like, this is not the time for that. Like, we, we shouldn't be doing that. And at least if they do the hybrid learning, I feel like, okay, bring probably like, less than half of the student body back and have them spread out. I'm talking about four corners of the room. Like, you it's in that corner, you in that... Though. Yeah, you think so? I mean, bro, C- C- CPS, bro, they, they're already overpopulated. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All these classes is jam-packed already. Yeah, they don't got enough teachers and shit, right? They don't have enough teachers. It'd be 45, 50 kids per teacher. It's like, yeah. come on now. That's, you know, that's so shit. it's like, they already was set up for failure, so the fact that you want to try this hybrid thing, it's like, all right. So a teacher who has 50 kids, what's she going to do? Give her 25 in a, a room that's about this size? You know what I'm saying? How you do six feet each, you mm. know, per student? So it's like, I don't feel like it's possible. Uh, I'm, and I also don't want to get a solution like they could have just canceled school as a whole because we know that that's not possible. Right. Like... But it's it's like man, this this not working. Let me let me ask you this as a as a parent, if you have the option to do kind of the hybrid learning or have your kid work from home or school from home until let's say the fall fall semester or fall year when school starts back up, what would you choose? Would you rather keep your kid at home or would you Let me keep it a buck with you, bro. I have this idea that when I have kids, they're going to be in quality education so Mm. i don't not saying it won't be cps but it'll probably be like a private school or like a magnet or something of that nature to where i'm sure that there'll be like policies and procedures put into place that will actually like work and be enforced you know Mm. what i'm saying so like in that case, I kind of feel like, shit, I would send their ass to school. I'm sending y'all badasses to school, <laughs> you bro. Feel me? I, I, kids, kids, to me, it's like, I love them. I love shorties, but, you know, it's only so many questions you don't keep asking me, bro. I'm like, <laughs> yo ass, go ask your teacher. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a certain tolerance level. And um, Facts. honestly, I believe uh kids their attention spans are real short especially with all the media that's flowing around tiktok done changed the game tiktok to me is like the for the youth now is like everything it's like our 
our MySpace and our like I just found out my my nephew uh is damn near getting like half a million views on his TikTok. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And I had no I had no idea he was posting TikToks, <laughs> but he's doing all the little challenges yeah, and yeah. the little commentary videos <laughs> and all that. Um, That's pretty cool though. But yeah, this is dope. It's dope. And I just I just think kids' attention spans now are really short. Um, so I know it's definitely tough to kind of have your kid, um, learn from home as well as a parent. That's like, you have to get work done too. So it's, it's a juggling act and it's just a tough thing, man. I don't know. Lori got her work cut out for her, man. That's, that's all I can say about that. I'm just ready for the 20th to be here. Hopefully we got this out by the 20th and you know once Biden gets in office there'll be like a mass release of those 9 million vaccines that have been you know um under restraint. How do you and, feel about Biden by the way? How do you feel about Kamala and, and Biden? I don't uh, think I, I don't think I've heard that that uh take from you yet. So, I believe Biden was the better of the two evils. Mm. I do understand you know what he did in the past as far as like putting that bill into place that was a part of mass incarceration mm -hmm. he was it wasn't solely him you know he was one of many um off the strength of me getting the opportunity to work with him in undergrad i'm saying go go biden i didn't um, know that yeah. yeah i got to work with him on this like it's on us campaign which was like fighting against sexual assault on college campuses okay check that's out my dope. facebook that's there's a picture of me and him up there um, that's your man's man that's <laughs> your man off the strength of also off the strength of him working with barack like yeah. i have some positive spin in my outlook but like i just really hope folks don't kick the can before his time is up bro it's nigga dooley because to be completely honest i think kamala harris is a coon um Ooh. if i'll be not a coon not as strong as that bro but i really feel as if she used her being black to her advantage like in her convenience mm. i personally do not believe that that woman embraced her blackness prior to like this presidential running and campaign um, she yeah, got, I knew it was a rap when I seen them Tims, boy. You feel me? And then like just I look, seen just, them bitches. I said those are the Marshalls. Sale, sale Tims. And then she's on the cover of Vogue right now in like a suit with some chucks. And it's like you see, they really just trying to culturally <laughs> yeah. appropriate Shorty and like that I don't, fit is trash. I, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm just picturing it in my mind. No, that shit is that fit is trash. It's trash, bro. And I can't like. Don't get me wrong, bro. I mean, I also <laughs> may have check. some bias, too, because I be hanging around Fobs and I be listening to, like, what they say. And Fobs is fresh off the boat for the viewers who don't, you know, know what that is. But, like, gang, gang. and and it, it, it possibly has, like, you know, given me a bias. But I, I'm hopeful that they actually make change, but they're being given a shit show right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it'll just be about balancing out what dude has messed up the last four years and if biden doesn't kick the can and is able to get another four years and have her um hopefully they can actually make some real change and also i don't rock with her because she supports israel and like what they own with palestine so mm. you know so dig deep but yeah she's she's a very contentious person uh i don't know if people know who uncle murder is he's a rapper he does uh he's most famous for his year-end wrap-up facts and 
I listen to it every year. And something he said this year in the year and wrap up, he was like, you know, we didn't vote for, for Biden. We voted for Kamala. You know what I'm saying? People came out for her, you know, because she's black. She's a woman. And her personality is just kind of like a, it's like a Bernie, but it's not as, as um, open. It's like, it's, it's she's kind of tight in, in, in her ways, but she's also super friendly. So right. when he said that, I'm like, man, that's real because I just know, at least from my lens, a lot of people that came out to vote uh, were all for Kamala. People were kind of like, you know, Joe Biden, you know, this nigga, he, you know, he did this. And Kamala too, you know, um, was a part of a lot of uh, incarceration stuff on the West Coast. Um, but I think to your point, kind of the lesser of two evils, I just think we just need a leader right now, like someone who is going to unite the country. Like, and of course this country would never be united because it's too many, too many moving parts and like our history of just how we treat different, uh, groups of non-white people are just disgusting from asians to to black to latino like it, we just have blood on our hands from that but i just feel like we need to all be on one accord and we need the rest of the world to look at our country like yo th these are we respect who's representing the united Facts. states i think when trump is going out and he's doing these talks and he's meeting with these leaders they're like yo this is a fuck nigga like we don't we don't fuck with him he's he's a he's a piece of shit He's talking shit about our country. This nigga's trying to build a wall. He's trying to, you know, just all these, like, just, just not a leader, not the president of these United States. So that's just kind of how I feel about that situation. Uh, yeah, I don't think a, a good leader will come about unless he's, like, under the age of, like, 50. Mm. Um, yeah, real spill, just, like, real spill. My last thought is just, like, unfortunately... We keep electing these old guys who have like their supporters are obviously going to be people with older mentalities. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like the inherent racism or like the capitalism and lack of, you know, democracy and all of that as much as they want to be for something. So mm -hmm. I just think um, we won't see real change until we have some younger people in office. And I mean, like Kamala could be that person. You know, Joe Biden is what, 77 years old? Like. <laughs> that's that's an old man right Already there. up there for you know sure. what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. i don't think we've seen a president that old so like um if we are able to get that i think you know change will come but i think first and foremost for all of us who are very unfamiliar with politics vote locally you know yes, what i'm saying sir. get in tune yes, with what's yes, going on yes, in your communities yes, yes. and and figure out what policies are being put into place and what you can actually vote for because those votes you know affect you the most you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and we'll get to that president shit later but those people are have a task of focusing on 50 states um so they're not thinking about individuals they're not thinking about races they just thinking about how do we stay afloat so mm -hmm. um that's where i'm at with it man um not your typical booty scratchers. Episode one. You dig? You dig. That's it? Uh, unless you got some lasting thoughts, bro. Uh, uh, man, I'm just happy that we, we did this. Uh, this is something that's been in the works for a little bit. And we finally came together with the uh, feedback. It would be greatly appreciated from you guys. Um you know, me and Dooley kind of have a, a wide range of friends, you know what I'm saying? So any feedback from all different spectrums and walks of life 
definitely welcome constructive criticism. Um, we're just trying to get better at this as time goes on. So, say less. Yep, my neck. One down, more to go. Yes, sir.